but here we are. Like, I, <laughs> that's that's me. And how do you fight that? You you have to make a mental effort to yeah look at your flaws and just move past them, accept them primarily, and then move past them. Like I know for a fact that I just need to train abs more. <laughs> Focus on pulling my shoulders back, which makes my traps look great, by the way. Yeah. And I'd be dope. But here I am looking at my curvy-ass shoulder blades in the mirror. Slump. Hate myself. You could stand up. So my mom was huge on posture. She used to put us up against against the wall and put books on our head. And we'd have to walk from the wall with the book on our head. Yeah. Like crazy. So like I get it with like the whole posture thing. Because she would like put us up there and be like, all right, no, you gotta like straighten yourself out. So, yeah, like I know because I intensely focus on posture. Yeah, right. Rucking mm-hmm. opens your back up and it opens your posture up a lot. And I can still stand up straight at attention and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. But after like five minutes, my back's gonna start slumping. Or sitting on a like out at the kitchen table on the bench with no back support, my back's gonna start aching because <clears> of <throat> my abs right. are so weak that like my shoulders and my lower back are taking all the weight. So like if I would just train abs a little more and finally build that support that my body needs, I'd be fine. <laughs> but I'm a lazy fucking piece of shit. So <laughs> there's that. If I lay flat on the floor, my head making contact, shoulders, hips, heels, all making contact, my back curves forward so much that if I was laying flat on the ground, you could fit your entire arm under my back. That's not a good thing. I know. Yeah. I know. Put an arch in your back and lift your arm. Most people would have to push their gut out to make that kind of arc. Yeah. For me, it's just natural. That's how curvy my back is. Oh, Lord. That sounds painful. Not going to get curves, Yeah, if I would just train abs a little more, I could probably fix that. I just don't. And that's why I loathe myself. Yeah, oh, okay. it took a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. We're just going around without moving hands on ourselves. Medication helps me. Really, it's what helps is the medication. Yeah. Well, we're not really listing what we hate about ourselves, <laughs> even though we did that. <laughs> is there anything you do to fight that besides the meds? Is, it, is there a mental game involved? Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's, like I would say it's probably like 75% mental, 25% physical. Because I have to be in that mindset. Like, I feel like this week I have been in that mindset, but physically, I slept for, like, the first two days that we were fucking sick. So I, yeah, those first two days, I don't really think about anything. But, yeah, if I'm not in, like, the mindset, if I'm, like, if I forget to refill my meds, or if they're just, like, not working, and I'm just depressed, depressed out espresso, I just, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing yeah. anything. And then that's whenever it gets worse and worse and <coughs> worse. But if I'm in the mindset, like I'm, I'm going to force myself to go do it. And then it, it just gets easier, obviously, from that point. But, yeah. That's it. Short and sweet. 
good because I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, this is a hard topic. Hard talky. <laughs> this is a hard topic for me because uh, self-image is something like I've struggled with for a really long time, and I still struggle. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've found a healthy solution yet. I think, I think a way to channel all my insecurity anxiety is like why I work out as much as I do. It's because like that surely will fix everything. Um, I think it's teaching like that habit. Like there's like that memory in your brain that as soon as those thoughts come up, that's the first thought you think and like training that part of my brain to be like, no, you have to sort, you have to think of something else besides that. And it's, really freaking hard <laughs> yeah. oh god it's so hard um because like i i feel like i'll i will never be like i hate saying this because it sounds so stereotypical like everyone always says it's like i have never felt enough for someone or anyone or i will never be good enough no matter what i do period and that's like just the reality of the world that I live in right now in the battle, of, I call it the battle of my mind. It's always there and I have to somehow replace that thought with something positive. And you're, yeah. getting, you're getting nods around the room. Yeah. We all definitely fucking feel that way. And as most people do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't want to sound like sound stereotypical because like everyone goes through it, but that, but like, that's my biggest thing. And that leads to like a whole other branch off of like insecurities like that have affected like my relationships like friendships um like personally like personal relationships um yeah so so how to caveat how do you fight your self-loathing let's talk about that yeah it's like what Ollie was saying you have to train your brain to counteract that we talked about this Johannes. Yeah, we did. I, I was like, this sounds real familiar. Yeah, yeah. When I, I was having like an awful, awful day and it was like the point of, I was in my mind and when I get in my mind, it's like a very dark place that I go to. And I was like, I have to get out. And thankfully Marcus was like, yeah, you need to get out of the house. <laughs> Cause I was just like, uh, um, that actually is an improvement. A healthy, like one of the things like usually before I, before everything, um, I used to just stay in that dark place and that's when things got really bad. But like, I've been teaching myself, okay, when you're in that place, you have to reach out to somebody who you know, who, yeah, who mm -hmm. loves you and will tell you the truth um, and will like be able to set you back right. And that is something I've been discovering like the past year. So that is how I work on like defeating self-loathing is you have to have some kind of support system who's going to be constant. Um, and even like you have them there in the good and the bad, and then they'll tell you like, Hey, you're right on the money or Hey, set you straight. So yes. Agree. <laughs> I can tell you now, speak for everybody in here. You are a phenomenal friend there. There are days when, and from my point of view, there are days when I'm going through schoolwork 
and I'm doing schoolwork, and I'm like, this shit is fucking stupid. I'm never going to get a 4.0. Blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden, I get a team list. How's your homework going? Oh, it does matter to everybody that I do well in school. And I'm like, this is going good now because I can actually think about what I'm doing. You help center my mind, right? <clears throat> and everybody in this room can also tell you, I am the worst <laughs> when it comes to holding my own because I feel like I'm burdening everybody else. And I've learned over the past couple of months with everything that I've been going through, my family is here, right? Even Brayden, who is across the world right now, he almost home. Right. Monday. He almost home. I rely on you guys for a lot, right? And I don't know that I could have made, honestly, hand to God, since February, I don't know that I could have made it through these past couple of months without you guys, period, Doc. Between y'all, my mom, and a couple of other close friends that I have, it's been extremely hard to do to deal with what I've been doing with, like, the betrayal and everything, the tarnishing and everything. And... I've, I've been in dark places over the past couple of months, but it's like something inside of me, uh, not inside of me, something inside of the universe, right? God reaches one of you guys or somebody else and says, hey, call Marcus. Hey, reach out to him. See how he's doing. And when those thoughts start running through my head, my phone rings or I get a text message or I get an email. And it's like, are you all right? It's like, I don't know. There's this video on TikTok and then I'm done. This is a video on TikTok with the, I think they're the View Girls, T and Tamara on there and Lonnie. And like their grandfather just passed, and one of them, I can never know who was who, with a stream of clothes. And it was like, hey, how are you doing? She's like, oh, good. She was like, no, how are you doing? And she broke down. She was like, nobody's ever asked me that. I'm expected to put on a front to say I'm good. And that matters a lot to me. And I was like, that video meant a lot to me because in that moment, all your faces pop up, right? It's like it's not a superficial like, "Hey, Marcus." Like I know the difference between friends, associates, and family. Associates are there. Family is always there, good, bad, or different, and that's what you guys are to me. <laughs> no, that's that's. I'm trying. I'm like. That's real. That's real. And yeah. that's what I was going to get at next. It also sounds super cliche, but I think right. my, my answer to that is like your support circle. And you've, everyone has heard this a million times over. You've heard this a million times over, Marcus. But it's, you have to accept that and then capitalize on that and actually use your support circle. Yeah. Like, you know, a million times over, you got a tight circle that's going to sit here and help you out. But you're you know what? I, I feel like I'm too much of a burden and I'm not going to reach out until, you know, your support circle gets in your fucking face and says, no, we're here to help you. Yep. Stop it. And then you open up and then you finally accept it. And then you get past those weird little awkward moments of like, hey, you're actually my support. Can I help? Can you help me? I can help you. Like, yep. And then you move past that. And then you actually like realize that there's a beauty and a, a safety of a support circle like especially with the four of us here at this table like the four of us have been like the core four that have been like reaching out to each other for the past couple of months right yeah. like we have been each other's social circle and support circle for how long now right <clears throat> and that's definitely what that comes down to yeah um like reaching and like using your support circle as well mm -hmm. not just 
So knowing that you have one is different from using one, right? right? And depending on your culture and your background and how you're raised, like everyone's going to have a little different approach to it. Like if I use my sports circle structure, do I have to reciprocate? Like, no, that, that is what the circle is for. That's what your close friends are for. And, um, there is a, a bit of a hypocrisy. I'd like to call it when it comes to that, especially when you're a social person who builds circles and you, you know that you have circles and you build them, but then when you yourself are being crushed and defeated to the fact where like you, you can eat a bullet, like without a problem, you know, it's hypocritical for you to go, I've built all these circles, but uh, I'm alone, you know, but, but then when you like open it up and you go, fuck dude, like I actually have support. Yeah. You know, so beating the self-loathing is as easy as leaning on your support, which is your closest friend, but it's not easy because it does require a bit of vulnerability and like reaching out to your support, yeah. like relying on your friends in your darkest need. Um, for me personally, on the topic of like being self-conscious about my curvy ass shoulders and my curvy ass back and lack of abs. Uh, I overcompensated and built my chest enough to where, like, if I wear a t-shirt, like, my shirt will hang just off my chest enough to not show my fat belly. <laughs> so that was my solution, just overcompensate. Um, I mean, I know if I just fucking tighten up, do more abs, it'd be all right. But, like, that's uh, another solution that I had for myself was just, like, being aware of my presence um, outside of first person, like mm -hmm. third person, like a video game, like Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah. I imagining myself like over my shoulders. I know that I've worked hard enough to where I know if I put a t-shirt on, I'm generally going to look not like a piece of shit going in public. But who's your worst critic? We are our own worst critic. Your own worst critic, yep. right? <laughs> yeah. So like I'm sitting there nitpicking everything about myself for no goddamn reason. And, you know, Leah tries to tell me a million times a day that I'm not a fat slob, but I'm going to tell myself I'm a fat slob anyway. Yeah. So like, who doesn't do that? You know, so it definitely support circle, self-confidence, self-awareness, all those items definitely matter. And they, I would say they definitely help with overcoming self-loathing. Yeah. Um, with my own personal growth, Leah, you know this alone, like, um, awareness acceptance and willingness to move past like the shit that you were are huge yeah yeah two years ago when ali and i started dating i was the worst human being on the planet it's been almost two years oh i remember like it was yesterday <laughs> but I need to fucking grow up and I need to build on this shit and fix this shit for her primarily. Yeah. Because I'm tearing her apart right now and I'm ruining her life and it's because of me. So I've, I know how I can fix it. So I just need to act on it and do it. That's another thing. Self-confidence, 
and willingness to act on what you know is wrong is yeah. another huge thing because a lot of people will wallow in self-pity without doing anything about it. Because mm -hmm. it's easier to be there. Agreed. And those types of people, we're thinking the 400-pound club, the 500-pound TV shows, the people that just wallow in their self-pity, like maybe with the weight thing alone, like you just wallow in it and accept it and you just get bigger and fatter and rounder. <laughs> To where you need like a separate type of ambulance to take you in. Yeah. A bulldozer. A bull yeah, exactly. Like I see that one. I just like that. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm gonna end my rant with uh, accountability as well. Like no matter what the problem is, no matter what you're going through, like physical, spiritual, psychological, you also have to own up to it and be willing to build on it yourself and yeah. fix it yourself as well because if you're not willing to fix your own problems how can you expect anyone else to fix your problems too yeah so accountability and then leaning on your support circle are my biggest things for beating self-loathing i agree over. cool yes <laughs> you did. i think you guys said it all i'll just i'll just say that i really love you guys and i'm really blessed to have you guys in my life so i love you too like marcus and i think marcus i've been friends with you longer than i've been friends with anyone else in here but like you're my older brother and i've always wanted an older brother to go beat people up i got you so. i got you <laughs> but yeah i really want to be here today without you guys so i could i can really see the difference like Living with Carrie, who I now would have been friends with for six years. Like, I would have my depressive states where I would sleep in my room and not come out for an entire off offset mm -hmm. shift. I wouldn't come out to use the bathroom. I wouldn't eat three days straight just in my room doing absolutely nothing. And I would get no checkups to where now, if I tell you, like, for instance, Mardi Gras. I told you I wasn't feeling like going, and you're like, mm, no, you're kind of in that mindset. Let's go. I told both of you guys, I'm trying to like not get shaky right now. But I told both of you guys, like, going through it. Mm -hmm. That's it. I love you guys. Love you too. We're our biggest worst enemies. That's facts. You know we love you too, honey. Yeah. But you, you gotta, you gotta feed the audience a little bit too. Mm. How have you beaten self-loathing? Everything you guys just said. <laughs> In your own experience, talk about it. Uh, yeah, how do you follow up a rant like this? My bad. But <laughs> what you got? Um, like I said, it's a mental game. It's what it is. Like I've told Becca Juana, she spoke on it, but you have to force yourself out of that mindset. For me, the medication does help. So, yeah, you guys have literally said it all. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we kind of beat that one to shit, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so how about I add to this, like go seek help. Yeah. Like professional help too, and get those medications. Like, can you speak on that at all? Go to therapy. Because therapy is not for everyone. Therapy is for me. It does help. 
talk to your doctor <laughs> about medications. That's what I did. He's just owning it. Yeah. Like you said, once the accountability piece is there, it helps. Like with me, for me, my thing was the vulnerability, right? Because my biggest fear in life is rejection. So growing up, it was just my mother, my sister, and myself. My father left when we were eight, and he was never around unless there, unless there was some kind of kudos he got. So I always felt rejected from him. <clears throat> so my biggest fear in life is opening up to somebody that's like, okay, cool, and never hear from that person again. So that to me, it, that to me is the biggest thing. So once that accountability piece is there, and I feel like, hey, I'm gonna take this leap of faith, and I'm gonna let it out on you guys. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's wrong with me, why I want to do the actions that I'm doing, why I'm going through what I'm going through right now, and knowing that I'm facing the fact that you may walk out of my life, or you may pull me in closer, saying, "I got you." And so far, thus far, at least now. That's worked out in my favor. It's like, let me be vulnerable. Let me explain everything. Let me tell you what's wrong with me. And come to find out, it's one of the bonds that brings us closer together. Because I'm not saying everybody has had suicidal thoughts, but I know I've had them in abundance over the past years. I've acted on them. Same. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's tough and to tell somebody, like, hey, I actually tried to kill myself. And I've had those thoughts religiously and repeatedly over the I past couple months. I tried to kill myself. Yeah. People look at you like you're crazy. It's most people in a room. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I am fucking crazy. But no, I'm human. And to know that there are other people out there that go through it. And if you don't open up and tell them, you will never know. And now that's who you rely on. Like, hey, I'm having these thoughts. Or you're having these thoughts. Let's go talk. Let's go walk. Let's go do something. Let's figure out what the root of this issue is and move on from it or try to move on from it. So I don't think it's something, self-love is not something that you can you can beat, but it's something that you can combat. And you have to be willing to accept it and understand and move, move forward with it, knowing that it will always be there. Maybe there's a way to get rid of it. If it is and you know it out there in the audience, please send me a DM and let me know how the fuck to get over it. <laughs> But as as for me and mine right now, it's a constant battle, and it's a battle that I'm I want to win. I want to stay on up and up with. Instead of letting it take me take over me like it has. Agreed. You know, practically speaking, and that's the kind of person I am. Y'all know me by now. When it comes to like the fear of rejection, too. The what is the worst scenario? They leave your life, and that's the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it happened with fuckhead that, like, mullets and leopard print for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, you're a bitch, you know? and you're listening. Stop <laughs> listening, because you don't like And you're a cuck, <laughs> and you're a beta, and you know you are a shithead. But, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. lay into that person, and, like, you open yourself up, and you become vulnerable to them, that person. And, like you said, the fear of rejection occurs, right? Yeah. And then they exit your life. But, like, practically speaking, now that they're out of your life, it no longer matters, right? Like, they, they're gone. There's I no longer give a shit because you no longer weigh in on how I process life and how I conduct life. Well, I try. You know what I mean? But then the thought process in my head, it's like, what did I do wrong? I'm constantly beating myself up, like, 
Was I that bad of a friend? Was I not there for you? Did I not help you survive in life or prosper in life? And I never asked anything in return, but did you see me as that way? Or what, was I just a means to an end? And I'd be perfectly fine if fucking us came back and said, hey, I use you for X, Y, and Z. I'm good with that. And at that point, I, I know how to just my move, right? Well, we know he did. Yeah. Him admitting it would be one thing, right? It would make me feel a lot better about myself, honestly. All I'm, all I'm saying is, like, if the fear of rejection is, like, the reason for not reaching out, go ahead and reach out anyways and filter out the shitheads in your life. Yeah. Let the shitheads in your life leave. And then you can define your circle and who will actually listen and take care of you in those times of need. True. Although psychoanalyzing and thinking about like, what did I do wrong? I agree with that because I've done that to myself, but also that doesn't solve anything because like, there's no right way to do that. Because if you did it a right way, which was actually the way you did, yeah. they would have stuck around if they were there for the right reasons. Yeah. But they weren't there for the right reasons, so they exited your life, stays left. Yeah. You know, draw the curtains, fucking Chastity. bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Taking that hose off the stage. Mm-hmm. Same man in Last thing I heard before she died, she said, babushka. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you were about to say something. But that's just me as a practical dude. Like, that's how I think at all times. I try to yeah. be as practical as possible. Like, if I, if I open up to you and you exit my life, all right, peace. Yeah. Like, I ain't got to worry about you no more. I shouldn't have had to have worried about you in the first place. Right. But uh, here we are. So, clearly, you weren't in it in the first place. Come from that big heart. Mm-hmm. I cut it in half. You still got more than most of us, dude. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Richard. Uh, with the closing minutes on the show, do you guys have anything? Becca? No. No, I don't have anything. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been absorbing most of this, huh? No, no. It's just, it's, it's like I said, it's a conversation. Like, all this, like, hits very deeply for me. And so, when... Uh, people share, like, I listen because it reminds me that I'm not alone in it, yeah. but also it's like I said, that because it's just like it's a lot, it's a lot because, of, yeah, it's just this. Well, specifically with the four people in this room here, we are the only four that have hung out with each other religiously, religiously <laughs> and how long now you know what i'm getting at right 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 we've defined a circle yeah. at least we've, seven we've at least we've opened up to each other plenty yeah you know like if you can't if you in your own situation listeners can't see what's right in front of you and choose not to use it or no if you can't see it like we encourage you to open your eyes and look at your friends that you have right around you if they've been consistent in your life when you need to talk to them, talk to them. Yeah. Reach out. And if they leave, I say, see ya. Don't let them. But that shouldn't be. If you don't need us, we're here. Yeah, thanks. We all go through our shit, but we always have an ear to lend and a heart to help. That's facts. Most of the you guys, listeners, uh, already know us. So uh, if you want to talk, hit us up. Yeah. Andy always tags 
That's on Instagram. Becca doesn't have an IG. <laughs> right, I don't have an insurance policy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're elevated. You do better. You do better than social media. What has four eyes I can't see? Me? Mississippi. Oh, you're done. <laughs> what was that? Am I crickle letter, crickle letter, eye, crickle letter, crickle letter, eye. We can wrap this up with a dad joke. You ready? That was mine. <laughs> I don't have any to do. Damn. I'll give you a dad joke. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> any closing comments? Again? Round table? No. We love you all. Yeah. We love you guys. Take it easy. Uh, we're gonna go back to rolling dice, probably. Ooh, oh yeah. Play heads up. You wanna play heads up? Yes. Right, let's do that. Be breezy. Bye. All right, we'll edit this and get it out to you shortly. So peace. Bye. Hey, goodbye. You said piss. I said peace. <laughs> Shit. Farts. Becca farted. Oh yeah. <laughs>